Hi, this is Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Emily Aston. She is a poultry veterinarian and PhD candidate at the University of Georgia. Thanks for joining us today, Emily. Thank you for having me, Joe. Now, infectious bronchitis, this is a disease that you certainly see a lot of here in Georgia, but worldwide, it's a big problem. Absolutely, it is. It's one of the most economically important diseases in the world and has presented a big issue for the United States as well as countries all over. And though it doesn't kill birds themselves, it has a, a mortality rate which does vary. The most important problem that we have with IBV is condemnations at the processing plant. Mm. And that occurs due to air sacculitis or secondary infections of the lungs in the bird and the air sacs that will lead the bird not able to be processed. And I know from talking with your good co colleague, uh, Mark Jackwood, who specializes in infectious bronchitis, uh, well, we know that infectious bronchitis is very difficult to control. There are lots of different variants out there. Uh, but vaccination technique is really important in managing this disease, isn't it? Yes, it is. Typically, in the life of a broiler, which is what we study a lot, as well as lagern uh, or layer-type birds, vaccination occurs in the hatchery and it's done by a spray vaccination and that technique is inherently not 100% effective. So there will be some birds that have either partial vaccination or no vaccination on board. So this becomes important later on because of how variable IBV is. So tell me about your research because uh, I guess you're looking at technique but then you're also looking at, at ammonia. Why target ammonia? Ammonia is a, an issue that the industry is continually facing and maintaining proper air quality is an issue that we need to be focusing on too because what our research is showing is that there is an effect of combining incomplete vaccination with enhanced levels of ammonia. So to, let's start all the way from the beginning first yeah, and, and say you know, what is ammonia, what does it do, why do we care? First of all, ammonia is one of several factors which contributes to poor air quality in a chicken house. Other factors are humidity levels, temperature, dust, carbon dioxide. And all of these factors together can determine whether the air quality in a chicken house is good or bad or somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. And in the industry, it is very difficult to maintain pristine air, con air quality conditions. So. so what we need to do is ask ourselves what level of air quality is acceptable or humane, what can we live with, and what do we need to fix to get to a level that we can live with. So what this, what this means is what we've looked at is ammonia. And ammonia can tell us so much more about what else is going on because ammonia, temperature, and humidity are very closely related. Ammonia is positively related with humidity. So as humidity in the house increases, ammonia levels also increase. So that's why we're very interested in controlling all of these factors. If you control humidity, you control ammonia. And this in turn irritates the respiratory mm -hmm. system. Yes, this in turn irritates the respiratory system. So what is important to know is that ammonia tends to spike at the nighttime when 
the weather is colder, usually the temperature drops at night. Mm -hmm. When the temperature drops, ammonia levels rise. They're inversely related, and likewise, relative humidity rises. So all these factors of air quality need to be considered when we're thinking about the conditions in a chicken house. So what we tend to see is that in the winter months, when the temperatures are colder, is when we see higher levels of ammonia. And this happens because producers are worried about their gas bills and they yeah. reduce ventilation, thus enhancing the level of ammonia that's in the, room, in the house. So what we're wondering is because we also tend to see higher incidences of respiratory disease in the winter, we want to know if there's a link between ammonia and respiratory disease. That is, do higher ammonia levels contribute to enhanced respiratory disease? Or I could put it this way and say, does ammonia predispose birds to respiratory disease? So previous literature has suggested that yes, ammonia increases the mucus production from cells in the trachea, it decreases the ability of the chicken to clear pathogens or infectious particles from the trachea, and, that's, and in extreme cases, birds can even have ulcers in their eyes. And uh, that's very uncommon, and what we more commonly see is conjunctivitis, swollen eyelids with ammonia. So we see these signs, and we, want, we wonder, do, do these signs actually matter biologically? Does this matter when the birds are challenged with the virus? Does this affect their ability to respond to vaccination? Does it affect their ability to be adequately protected against challenge? And are these questions that you tried to tackle in yes, your research? Yes, so what we've been interested, what we've been looking at in this research is does ammonia affect the immune response to infectious bronchitis virus vaccination and does it affect protection against challenge with the same virus? So what we've done in this study is look, we've exposed different groups of birds to ammonia and to the IBV vaccination and we've looked to see if there's a difference in the immune response as well as the viral characteristics, the dynamics of infection um, when you include an ammonia group versus when you have a vaccine only group. And so what did you find? What we found ultimately actually went against what we were expecting. Based on uh, the past research, we we hypothesized that ammonia would negatively impact the immune response to IBV vaccination and protection against challenge. Yeah. And our answer surprised us. Our data surprised us because what we found was that when a bird was adequately vaccinated, there was no difference. The bird was completely protected against challenge. Even with the increase in ammonia? Even with ammonia. the increase in ammonia. And, but what we also found was that the birds that were not vaccinated but were exposed to ammonia, those birds had more air sacculitis. So what we then asked ourselves, and we're trying to answer this question, is does what we're thinking is that ammonia in combination with poor vaccination, incomplete vaccination, could contribute to air sacculitis. Or even using the wrong vaccination the wrong because vaccination. IB mm -hmm. is constantly changing, yeah. so if you're not using the right yeah. tool, then you're not mm -hmm. getting adequate protection. Mm -hmm. So we have 
We're still in the middle of the trial right now. We're in, we've done two trials. We're currently, right now today, I have to go back to my lab and finish collecting more samples for our third trial. And that will help us answer some more detailed questions about what ammonia is doing to the immune system. We're taking, we're taking samples of the respiratory tissues and systemic tissues to measure the immune response using flow cytometry and cytokine analysis in these birds to see if there are any differences between ammonia groups and no ammonia groups. But what the data is pointing to, what the, the point that I want to stress is that we think that ammonia in combination with incomplete vaccination predisposes birds to complications from respiratory infections such as air sacculitis and that's what's very important in our industry because nobody wants air sacculitis and we want to reduce the number of condemnations that we see in the processing plant. Could you provide some tips for better managing or reducing ammonia levels naturally uh, within the, uh, the broiler house? I have received my training from Dr. Brian Fairchild who is a He's a broiler house management specialist, specialist and specializing in air quality. And what I have learned and truly believe in is that the number one way to control ammonia is through ventilation. And especially in the wintertime when it's cold, the benefits that you'll see from increasing ventilation to achieve a, an adequate ammonia level will outweigh the costs of saving your energy bills. So that's a very hard pill sometimes for people to swallow, but it does pay off to ventilate. And by ventilating, you can control ammonia. There are other ways to control ammonia, but what I want to stress today is that ventilation, by controlling humidity, controls ammonia. So even if you don't even have an ammonia sensor, those are very expensive, you can measure relative humidity in the house, and there are target ranges, what we recommend is anywhere from 50 to 70 percent humidity in the house for baby chicks and then as they get older the natural humidity will increase and you want to make sure you don't go above that 70 percent.